Well, thank you for joining us this morning. And uh, let's start by, uh, by praying. Father God, we thank you for, for this message. We thank you for an opportunity to hear your word, Lord. Father, we pray that even as we listen to this message uh, this morning, that you would really minister to us. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would do a work in us that only you can do. Holy Spirit, I present myself before you and I ask that you would anoint me as I speak. You would anoint my lips to the glory of God this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, the title of my message this morning is Reviving God's Promises for Your Life. Reviving God's Promises for Your Life. And so what I did was a couple of um, days ago, I just started thinking about the promises of God over my life. Well, from as far back as I, I could remember. So I started and then I thought, hey, there's, there's quite a few promises that God has given me. And so I took my prayer journal and I started uh, to actually write some of the, the promises that God had uh, given me over the years. And as I started doing that, I also decided to literally categorize them because that way it was the only way I knew I did not forget um, the, the great promises that God has spoken over my life. And I remember specifically when I started to categorize, I started looking at the area of ministry and uh, I looked at, um, remembered a specific scripture God had given me. And that was uh, Isaiah 49 from, uh, from about verse one to slightly, you know, just uh, yeah, about three. Uh, and it reads, listen, O coastlands to me, and take heed, you peoples from afar. The Lord has called me from the womb, from the matrix of my mother. He has made mention of my name. He has made my mouth like a sharp sword. In the shadow of his hand, he has hidden me and made me a polished shaft. In his quiver, he has hidden me. And as I started to remember and just recall that word, it really did something to me. It reminded me that God had created me for a purpose, that God had sharpened my mouth and uh, he had made me, uh, made mention of my name right from the time I was in my mother's womb and that he had uh, actually made my mouth like a, a sharp sword and I began to really get excited um, around that and that he had hidden me. It's almost like he had made me into a sharp sword and placed me um, into, into, in, in his quiver. And so that in itself really encouraged me in terms of just remembering and standing on God's promises for my life. And I remember, I also remembered a specific word concerning my career that God had given me, a promise that he had given me. And it stemmed from Isaiah 62, verse 6 to 7. And it reads, I'm actually going to uh, personify it. It's, it says, I have set watchmen on your walls. I have set them by on your walls, XX organization. She shall never hold her peace day or night. As she makes mention 
of the Lord. She will not keep silence until God has established um, his purposes um, in this particular particular organization. And I really became um, encouraged and thought, yeah, Lord, you know, it just really did something in me and uh, gave me like this uh, desire to really want to pray for the organization that I, I work for. I also remember um, a word concerning my family in terms of how I would impact, in terms of how, yeah, I'll be very instrumental in particular things, specific things concerning my family. And I thought that was, that was really powerful. So as I um, preach this morning, I'm hoping that you will be encouraged to believe God again for the promises that he has given you, to remember the promises that God has given you and begin to get excited about them and begin to really want to stand on them and trust God um, in your, within, within those particular uh, promises and situations. And I'm really trusting that as we go through uh, this message this morning, that something will come alive in you, that something will be, will be rebirthed, something will be rekindled, something will be resuscitated in you to believe again, to stand on God's promises for, for, your, for your life. And what's encouraging about God's promises is that God has exalted his word above his name. I like what it says in Psalm 138 verse 2, specifically from the NLT version. It says, for your promises are backed by all the honor of your name. How's that? For your promises are backed by all the honor of your name. In the New King James Version, it says, For you have magnified, you have magnified your word above all your name. I even like what it says in the NIV Version. It says, For you have so exalted your solemn decree that it surpasses your fame. You have so exalted your solemn decree that it surpasses all your, your fame. I want to ask you this morning, I want to ask you how, what promises has God given to you? What are the specific words that God has, has given you? What are the prophecies that God has given you? And my next question to you is, how do you feel about those words, those prophecies, those promises? How do you feel about them? What are those words that you are holding on to? What are those promises that you are holding on to? That when you think about them, whether it's during the day or it's at night time that you say, you know what? I know, like I know, like I know that God has spoken. I know that they're going to come through and I know that God will be true to your word. I want to ask you, do you have faith to see those things come to pass? Do you have faith to see God fulfill the promises that he's given you over your life? Do you have that faith? Do you have that belief? Do you have that resilience? Is there something in you that tells you, yes, God can do these things. God can fulfill this, these things. And I also want to ask you a very important question. What in your life has come between you and achieving those specific things that God has spoken to you about? 
What are the obstacles? What are the things that maybe, you know, when you think about your promises, you say, I don't even know if this will come, will, 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 will be fulfilled. I don't even know if they will, they will come to fruition. What are the things that have come between you and the promises that God is, has given you? Maybe it's voices that you've been listening to. What voices have you been listening to? Have you been listening to the voices of the enemy? Have you been listening to voices of naysayers, you know, with whom when you share your specific promises, they'll be like, yeah, we don't know if that will ever happen. Oh, you're a dreamer. What are those voices that you've been listening to that probably have come between you and receiving those uh, promises that God has given you? But as we continue uh, with this message, I just want us to really look at how does God really communicate? So you're probably thinking, well, you know what, Fim? Yeah, you know, God does give me words. God has given me promises. There are things I'm believing God for. There are things I'm trusting God for. And But how, how, how do I know, you know, that God has communicated? How does God really communicate his promises to us? So we're just going to look at some of the ways that God uses um, when communicating his promises to us? Well, firstly, it is through his word. It is through his Bible. The Bible or the word of God in fully encapsulates his holistic promises to us. I like what it says in Psalm 119 verse 105. It says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. In the very same chapter in verse uh, 111, it says, your testimonies I have taken as a heritage forever, for they are rejoicing, for they are the rejoicing of my heart. In Psalm 119, again, in verse 152, it reads, concerning your testimonies, I have known of old that you have founded them forever. So the Bible, the word of God, encapsulates God's promises for our lives. So when we talk about the promises of God, we're not necessarily talking about um, prophetic words. You That says the Lord, yes, those are part of it. But primarily, God's promises are within his word. God's promises are inside his word. That is why it is crucial as the believer to ensure that we are fully feeding on, a, on the word of God, uh, preferably on a day-to-day -day basis, because that is the food for our soul. And so in the Bible, we find God's promises, holistic promises for our, for our lives. And how else does God speak his promises to us? There are also sometimes you find that there are also specific promises that God gives you or might give your family or your church or your, your business or concerning your career. God might actually speak specific things concerning um, certain areas of your life or certain dynamics of your, your life. So there are also specific promises that God gives you for you or for your family, or for your church, your business, your career, your, your, your city, and they are specifically 
for you. And so you find that he might even do that through the reading of his, of his word. So sometimes when you're reading the Bible, something just resonates in you. A scripture, a verse just resonates within you concerning a particular matter. That's also how God speaks to us. Other times you will hear, maybe it's just, a, it's almost like an action. The action of the Holy Spirit, that still small voice, and you, you, you bear witness to it. And when that happens, you know God is speaking to you. You know he's saying something um, to you concerning maybe something you're praying about, maybe something you've been asking him questions over. Um, so, so you also find that sometimes he uses the, the small still voice to uh, speak to us concerning his promises. There are other times when it could be through the preaching of his word, a message like I'm doing uh, to now. So sometimes when we, we listen to the preachings of, to the preaching of the word, you find that sometimes God can speak to us. In fact, more often than not, God will speak to us um, through the, the preaching of his word. And we come out of that message knowing that God was saying something specifically um, to us. And sometimes it could be through prophetic means, such as dreams, such as visions, or di di direct prophetic word from somebody. So that also could be another way that God will use to actually speak his promises to us. And just concerning the, the, the last um, uh, uh, means in terms of prophetic visions, direct uh, prophetic word from somebody, we also need to remember that however you receive the word of God, it is crucial, it is important that we correctly interpret it and we correctly apply it to that specific uh, situation or else um, it will distort what God is saying to us. So what I want us to, to talk about now is why is it important to know God's promises for our lives? Why should we know them? Why should we even be talking or preaching messages like this? Why is it important to know God's promises for our lives? Well, we're going to look at a couple of reasons. And... Um, the first one is when his promises are brought to our remembrance, when we talk about, when we remember God's promises for our lives, then we become spiritually alert and we know what to wait for. We know what to watch for. In Jeremiah, uh, uh, Jeremiah 1 verse 12 in the NLT version, it says, and the Lord said, that's right. It means that I am, he's talking to Jeremiah and he, he had asked him the question, what do you see? And then uh, Jeremiah responds and then the Lord says, that's right. It means I am watching and I will certainly carry out all my plans. The Lord is watching, watching over his word. We also know that in the book of Isaiah, God talks about that when his word is sent out, when his, when his word goes out, it does not return to him void without accomplishing the purpose for which it has been sent out for. So when we know the promises of God for our lives, when we know what God is saying to us in every season, what it does, it spiritually awakens us. It awakens our inner man. It makes us spiritually alert and we know what to watch for. We know what to look out for and we become 
attuned to the Spirit of God. So it is crucial that we understand and we know the promises of God for our lives. The second reason is that when we know God's promises for our life, we know how to pray incisive prayers. So in other words, when we pray and when we ask God's questions, it means we're not all over the place. We're very specific. For instance, I can say, well, you know what, Lord, you gave me at some stage, Isaiah 49, you talked about sharpening um, my mouth. You talked about knowing me from my mother's womb. You talked about making me a polished shaft and placing me in your quiver. How do I align to that? So I can begin to ask God specific questions around that. I can begin to speak specific prayers around that particular word. So when we know his word for us, when we know his promises for us, then it means we become snipers as we pray. Our prayers become focused and more meaningful and even more exciting to pray over. So it's crucial that we know God's promises for our lives. What is the other reason why it's important for us to know God's promises for us? We understand what God is doing in the different seasons of our lives. And I think this is, this is very, very crucial because what happens with God's word for us, what happens with his promises, or even when God gives you a scripture, sometimes it's important to really understand uh, the season that that word applies to. So sometimes you give you a word, but that word is for you to pray for, to mull, you know, to pray over, to mull on until to chew on, until it, it's fruition maybe in a, in a specific season. So you find that God also gives us a pro, a specific promises aligned to the different seasons of our lives. So that is why we need to understand and say, even with this year, I know we're about six weeks into the new, into the new year, but for many of you, you've probably been asking God, Lord, what's your word for this season? Lord, what's 22 going to be like, what are you saying to me for 22? What are you saying to my family? What are you saying concerning my business, my career, my city, my nation, my church? What are you saying concerning 2022? So it is important that we understand God, we embrace God's promises for our lives so that we know what to do in each season. We know what to expect in each season. I like what it says in Habakkuk 3 verse 2. It, it reads, O Lord, I have heard your speech and was afraid. O Lord, revive your work in the midst of the years. In the midst of the years, make it known. Revive your work in the midst of the years. In the midst of the years, make it known. And I like what Habakkuk was saying. He's basically having a conversation with God and saying, I've heard about your greatness. I've heard about your goodness. I've heard about the things you have done. And because of those things, Lord, I call them forth. I say, revive them again in my day, revive them again in my generation. So when we know God's promises for our lives, we know what to pray for, for each season. We understand what God is doing in each season and we align to that. And that's how we effectively move with God in our relationships. 
and our relationship with him. Another reason why it is important for us to know God's promises for us is, be, is because we then become in sync with the Holy Spirit. We move with what he's doing. We are aligned to him. We, we, we understand what he's saying. We understand what he's doing. And then we align to that which the Holy Spirit is doing. Another reason is that we live in expectation and know what to believe and trust God for. So it's important that we know what God is saying in every season so that we live in expectation. We know what to believe him for and what to, to trust him for. In Romans 15 verse 13, it reads, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit, that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so it is important that when we know God's promises for our lives, what that does, it actually gives us hope. We abound in hope. Our expectation just rises. We know God is doing something. We know God is up to something. Our hope is revived. Our hope is built up. And um, we then understand fully what God is doing in our lives. Another reason for us to, uh, to understand the promises of God for our lives is that our faith is ignited to believe him for more. Our faith is ignited to believe God for more. In Romans 4 verse 17b, it says, God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. So when we read that scripture, what it tells us, what it encourages us is that when, 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 we, when it comes to our relationship with God and when he speaks to us and when we understand the things he has said and desires of us, then it is possible for us to actually call those things as though they were even before they do exist. So whether it's promises concerning your children, when you understand that this is God's word for my children, this is God's prophecy for my children what you will then do it changes your prayer life because what you begin to do as you pray is you begin to call those things out you begin to name them as if they were already there and yet they don't yet exist that's the power of faith that's what knowing and understanding God's promises for our lives does I like what it says in Hebrews 11 verse uh, the first verse, it says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So whatever we have not seen yet by faith, by understanding God's promises for us, we can begin to call those things out. We can begin to live in that hope. We can begin to actually walk in that evidence of things not seen. I just get encouraged when I think about that, when I think about the power that is in encapsulated in God's word when you read such powerful scriptures. Another reason why it's important for us to know God's promises for our lives is that because the word of God is, has got creative power, the word of God creates, the word of God brings life. In Genesis 1, we see this many a time. 
In Genesis 1-3, God says, let there be light, let there be light. And there was light, the Bible tells us. In verse 9, then God said, let the waters under the heavens be gathered together into one place and let the dry land appear. And the Bible says, and it was so. So God's word has got creative power. When we speak God's word over our lives, when we claim and walk in those promises, what we are actually doing is we are allowing the power of God that resides in his word to actually create those things, to bring those things into fruition, to bring those things into life so that we can see and delight in God's faithfulness over our lives. Now, don't you think that's, that's exciting? I find that particularly, particularly exciting. In John 11, talking about God's creative power, in John 11, verse 43, um, it says, it talks about Jesus and uh, this is the story of Jesus and Lazarus. It says, now when he had said this, this is when Jesus goes to the tomb where they, in, in which they had laid um, Lazarus, it's Jesus. So it says, um, now when he had said these things, he cried out. In other words, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. Lazarus, uh, Lazarus, come forth. The word of Jesus, the word of the Lord, having creative power, bringing to life. Maybe it's time. I don't know what you're going through in your life, but maybe it's time to call forth certain dead things in your life. Maybe it's your prayer life that hasn't been what it should be. Maybe it's time to call it back to life. Maybe it's time to really begin to set time to pray and really begin to say, Lord, I speak life into my prayer life. Maybe it's time to actually call out and speak life to certain passions that have died that have been that have died and in within you to actually begin to speak life to those particular things maybe it's maybe it's your 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 life in the word maybe it's time to speak life to it and say you know what holy spirit from this point on when i read the word i speak life i create life i speak life that i'll have revelation greater revelation than than before maybe it's issues of your health maybe it's time to speak life to certain organs in your body. I don't know what it is, but what I know is when you speak the word of God, when you stand on those promises with faith, there is creative power that is released. And you too can speak life into those particular situations. So how do we revive the promises of God for our life? How do we actually revive those promises for our life? Well, the first thing is we need to know what those promises are. We need to know what those promises are. For some of you, it might mean that you need to go back to your prayer journals and start looking at the things that you, you were writing over the weeks, over the months, over the years, and actually, you know, begin to, to, to take out, to extract those promises of God because you can't believe in, in, in things you've forgotten about or in things you 
you you don't you don't know so we need to know what what those promises are and maybe you've forgotten and I want to encourage us, maybe you've forgotten or maybe, you know, you, you don't quite know or remember what they were. We need to ask the Holy Spirit to remind us of things God has spoken over us. In John 16, this is Jesus speaking to his disciples about the Holy Spirit. And he says in, in, in John 16, verse 13, However, when he, the Holy Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, Whatever, but he will speak, uh, whatever he hears, he will, he, will, he will speak. He will glorify me and he will take from what is mine and make it known to you. And I find that very encouraging that the Holy Spirit, one of his roles is actually to take from what belongs to the Lord, from what is on the Lord's heart and make it known to us. So it's possible for the Holy Spirit to bring to remembrance those things that God has spoken over us. So we need to know what those promises are. Maybe it's going back uh, to our prayer journals and maybe it's asking the Holy Spirit to bring those things to remembrance, however you decide to do it. The next um, um, step is we actually need to write them out. You know, some of you do, others don't. But we need to write them to write them out. Maybe it's in a in a in a prayer journal. For some people, they they want to post them maybe on 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 the notice board in their study or your your headboard somewhere. But we need to actually have them somewhere visible so that we can always always see them, so that we can always uh, look at them and re remember them. I remember there was a season. Um, so a couple of years ago, there was a. My, my, my sister, uh, my, my, my youngest sister, she in, in her bedroom, what she did was she actually wrote God's promises and prophecies over her life. She wrote them down and then she stuck them up on, um, on, on the ceiling. And so I asked her, yeah, but why are you doing this? And then she says to me, well, every time, so that every time I'm lying on my bed and I look up, I can see and be reminded of God's word for my, for my, for my life. And I thought, well, that's, that's, that's a brilliant idea. I, I couldn't do that. I mean, my height doesn't allow for that. Maybe I'd need a ladder to do that. You know, but my, pre my, my preference was to just write them in a, in a, in a prayer journal and maybe be in a place it under my pillow because the word of God says, hey, you will instruct me um, um, uh, during the night season. But people have got different ways. So some people, it's sticking them up on their doors or walls or whatever it means for you. So one encourages to write them out, to write them out, to have them somewhere where it's visible. In Habakkuk 2, from verse 2 to 3, it says, Then the Lord answered and said, Write the vision and make it plain on tablets, that he may run who reads it, for the vision is yet for an appointed time. But at the end it will speak and will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come, it will not tarry. 
And I think that's brilliant. Write them down. Write them down. Maybe one day you tell your, your great, great, great grandchildren stories and say, yeah, I remember when God said this. This is where I wrote it down. This is how I prayed. So let's have them somewhere where we can uh, visibly see them. Another way of reviving God's promises for our lives is actually to call them out, to pray them out, to continuously declare them over our lives. And so I, I always, one of, one of the ways I try and do that is to write a, a crafted prayer concerning a specific promise of God over my life. So whether it's ministry, career, I don't know, whatever it is, but what I try and do is I write a crafted prayer. And what's a crafted prayer? A crafted prayer is basically a, a, a prayer that is written for a specific cause, for a specific issue or situation in your life. And what's good about writing crafted prayers is that you can always take them out when you want to pray about that particular situation and read it out and call it out and pray it out. So that's also another way to help us call them out, pray out those, uh, those, those uh, promises of God over our lives. And as we do that, something gets revived in us. Something gets um, um, set on fire. In, inside of us so it's important that we continuously declare those promises over our lives that we continuously pray them out call them out and understanding that as we do that we are reviving we making sure that we remember them until they come to prove to fruition and what i also um love about this is you can also pray your your promises your prophecies uh, god's word over your life you can pray it in agreement with um yeah people who i don't know maybe your prayer partners accountability partners people who believe in you and uh, you know trust in in the, the god's best for for you you can actually also pray in agreement with um with those people concerning your your purpose Purposes. And it's just um, a crucial way of ensuring that uh, we keep remembering them, that we keep them alive. Um, it takes me about um, 23 minutes, about 21, 23 minutes, usually 21, depending on the traffic light situation but it takes me about an average 23 minutes to drive from my house to the gym every morning and so I decided I think about a year or two ago I decided that you know what those 23 minutes every morning I'm going to use them to actually call out and pray over myself the promises that God has given me over my life and so as I started doing that I found that you know by the end of the week I'd have yeah prayed through a couple of promises so find ways of actually praying those things those prophecies that God has spoken over you find creative ways of praying them out and so that they um, they, they they stay alive in your in your life in 1 Timothy 1 verse 18 Paul says to Timothy and we know the scripture so well this charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the promises previously made 
concerning you, that by them you may wage the good warfare, having faith and a good conscience. So it's important that we war according to those promises. And I've heard, and you've probably heard of people say, yeah, God said this to me. Yeah, God said that or that. I got this prophecy, but nothing has happened. Nothing has come through. The question is, to what extent are you warring according to those promises? To what extent are you warring, effectively warring according to those promises? You see, the problem is not praying. From time to time, I know as Christians, as people who love God, we do pray. But the problem is, do we pray at the same level of consistency? Do we pray consistently? The, pro the question is, do we pray with resilience? Do we pray with this bulldog tenacity where we say, you know what, Lord, I am going to hold on to these promises until I see them taking place in my life, until I see them coming to fruition? What is the level of resilience? What is the level of consistency? What is the level of bulldog tenacity that you apply in your prayers concerning the promises that God has for your life? And that probably is the big question. In Ephesians 5 verse 16, it says the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. So it is important that we continuously woo according to those promises if we want them to, if we want to see them come to fruition. Another way of ensuring that we revive God's promises for our lives is we need to take practical steps as far as possible. You know, sometimes as, as Christians, yeah, we just want to pray. We just want to talk about um, these promises. We, but we stop doing, we stop taking practical steps to ensure that those things come to, into being, that we see those things into being. So we need to be doers. We need to be doers. And I don't know what your situation is. Maybe it's concerning. Maybe God has spoken to you, for example. God has spoken to you around starting a new business, business venture. And so it is important that alongside your praying, alongside you warring according to those promises, alongside you declaring and calling them out, it is important that you start doing certain practical things. We live in a practical world. Yes, we've got the spirit of God within us. Yes, we're spiritual people, but we also have to be taking practical steps. So alongside that, we need to actually, maybe you need to actually begin to do this necessary research associated with that. Maybe you need to be asking yourself and reading around, hey, what is the competitor activity in the industry that I'm interested in concerning my new, my new business? You know, looking at different analytics so that you begin to take practical steps around the promises that God has given you. So we must not just, it must not just end with praying and calling out and declaring, yes, that's crucial. Yes, that's important, but we need to also take practical steps in ensuring that these things come um, to fruition. And maybe the promises relate to your, to your children's destiny in the same way it is important that as you pray, you also ask the Holy Spirit practical ways on how you can begin to steer your children in the direction of those uh, specific promises. 
reviving the promises of God over our lives is we need to continue believing regardless of external circumstances. And I really think this is, this is crucial. We need to continue believing. We need to continue believing irrespective of what is happening around us. I'm reminded of the story of Elijah in 1 Kings 18. It says, then Elijah said to Ahab, go out, eat, drink, for there's the sound of the abundance of rain. So Ahab went up to eat and drink, and Elijah went up to the top of um, Carmel, the mountain. There he bowed down on the ground and put his face between his knees and said to his servant, go up, look towards the sea. So he went up and looked and said, there is nothing. And seven times he says, go again. Then it came to pass the seventh time, the seventh time, seven, seventh time. He said, go up. And, 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 then the seventh time it 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 it's it seventh time that he said the the servant uh, then said to um, Elijah there is a cloud as small as a man's hand rising out to the sea so he said go up say to Ahab prepare your chariot and go down before the rain stops you Elijah could have stopped the first time he had sent his servant the second maybe even the third but even up to the seventh time perseverance, resilience, not giving up. So we need to ensure that part of reviving God's promises for our lives means that we keep pushing. We keep pushing until that thing is birthed, until we see that thing. And often we don't have a problem praying but it's the pushing it's the 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 resilience that is is not is not always there so it is important that we keep believing and we need to ensure that we don't focus on the obstacle in the natural there will always be obstacles in the natural realm the fact of the matter is we live in a fallen world you will go through discouragement you will go through seasons through times when you look at the word of god when you look at his promises his prophecies to you and to say i don't see this you feel like giving up or sometimes you even do give up but we need to keep pushing we need to ensure that whatever obstacles are around us they not they don't um, distract us and that we see beyond beyond that it is also crucial that is part of revising God's promises for our lives if you are to keep them alive if we're to keep them burning within us we need to shut voices that we hear that are not of God we need to shut the um, shut out those thoughts that are not of God that are not of the Holy Spirit that just uh, prevent us from actually reaching out to that which God is doing and saying to us in every season. We also need to turn back on every sense of unbelief and believe God. For God says that when he sends out his word, it will not return to him void without having accomplished the purpose for which it has been sent out for. 
I want to encourage you this morning. I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to go back, dig out the, the word that God has, has given you. Dig out the prophecies that the word is, the Lord has given you. Those promises, those prophecies, ask the Holy Spirit to bring to remembrance those things that God has said to you. I want to encourage you to bring them before the Lord and say, you know what, Lord, I know you will do this. I'm going to stand on these promises irrespective of what is going on in my life. About two days ago, I was just, as I was recalling all these things God had said, these promises over, over my life, I literally opened my prayer journal, journal and I lifted it up to God and I said, Lord, remember these things. Remember this word that you've given me. Remember these promises that I'm standing on. I literally lifted up my prayer journal to him and I said, Lord, I pray today in faith. I stand on them. Bring them to fruition, Lord. Let me see them. Revive your work in my day, Lord. I want to believe you for these things, for I know that the word you've said will not return to you without having accomplished that for which it has been sent out for. So I really hope you, you, you've been encouraged in that you are going to do something about um, this message, about the promises that God has given you over your life. And uh, let's just pray as we close this message. <clears throat> Father God, we want to thank you. We want to thank you, Lord, that you've made us a people of purpose, that you've made us, Father, a people of destiny. Father, I pray this morning, Lord, that you would rekindle those promises that you've given us, Lord. You would rekindle them in our hearts, Lord. Father, I pray this morning that you would resuscitate them. Those things, those promises, Father, maybe that are fading, that are dying down, Lord. Father, I pray this morning that by the power of your Holy Spirit, you will bring them to life, Father, in the hearts, in the lives, in the situations of those that are listening to this message, Lord. May this be a new day, Lord. I pray, Father, that you give them new strength, new power, Lord, new hope. Let hope abound in them, Lord. Father, I pray, Lord, that there will be the excitement of knowing that you who has given them those words, those promises, will see them to fruition, Lord. Encourage us this morning, Lord. Strengthen us, Lord. Help us believe again in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you.